0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. We're
1: here at the Good Food Awards. It's January 2019, San Francisco. Uh, we have in studio with us, which is actually a big auditorium, Nico Whistler. Thanks for being on.
2: Thank you so much, this is so fun.
1: You're part of a small group of uh, uh, podcasts uh, that are gonna be part of next year's season, so tell us about it.
2: Cool, Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm launching a show with HRN called Queer the Table. Um, It's gonna focus on queer folks from all aspects of the food system, so I'm a queer farmer and I'm really excited to talk with other farmers. but also queer folks in the restaurant industry and small business owners and food writers and so on and so
1: forth. Fantastic, and it's gonna be a weekly show?
2: Yes, I think so.
3: Do
1: we know the time slot yet, anyone, for people who wanna, all right. It
3: is Got it. in okay, development. it's still in development. So,
1: ask, do uh, you wanna fill the first? Right, I was
3: gonna ask you one question oh, first. Sorry. Do you live in New York or are you uh, based here in San Francisco? I
2: live on Orcas Island in Washington.
3: Wow, okay, fantastic. Well, it's, we are uh, always happy to have a new host at HRN. It's an honor. That's fantastic. You're
1: kicking off this uh, audio in a great way for the main course OG. I was about
3: to say, we should say this is the main course OG, and it's Saturday, January 12th. 2019 Um, so our question for you my friend which we're asking everybody we're gonna ask everyone here today we have an obsession here at the main course uh, with Meghan Markle and the, the royal family
1: she's been taken to drubbing by the press out there I feel terrible for her
3: so we would like to know if you were to serve her or encourage her to serve a certain dish to sort of uh, keep the peace
2: or or put her best foot forward
3: with the royal family. A single dish that
1: represents peace, community. What would it be? Olive branches.
2: Ooh, a single dish that represents peace and
1: community and warmth. comfort, anything in that realm.
2: Or really just like
3: how to be a duchess that crosses her legs properly and, you know, brings her. Oh, this one doesn't
2: do that, but I'm thinking of um, Uh. sancocho, which is a Puerto Rican root vegetable kitchen sink uh, my family ate it at the end of the year, so everyone would bring over like what, all you've they got, left, what, what you have what left. What
3: you have left was what this, like, vegetables. Had to clear out the vegetables. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 to start the new year. Um, it's like spicy, it's got many different kinds of meat, it's comforting. Everyone, after eating it, is too full to argue anymore, so it is perfect for bringing the peace, warming you up, and and making you sleepy.
1: Well, we know the Duchess of Sussex is listening, so uh, that's your advice from Nico Whistler. (laughs) Thanks so much for being on The Main Course OG.
2: Thank you.
3: All right, and we're back. We have uh, Nick Pallone with us, the executive chef of Outerlands here in San Francisco.
1: Formerly of Tosca.
3: And a great heritage foods customer. We're not biased or anything. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for joining us.
1: Absolutely, great to be here. So tell us about you a little bit. We're here at the Good Food Awards. Uh, it's a beautiful show, yeah. and uh, it's like, inspiring. So you very know, inspiring. inspire us with who you are, what you've done, what interests well, you. Yeah. So I, I last uh,
4: I last came from Tosca to uh, Outerlands, and uh, it's been quite a shift, but uh, a very inspiring one. Being out there uh, with some very inspiring people. Um, all, all really great at their craft and, uh, being here at Outerland, or not Outerlands, here at the Good Food <laughs> Award Show, uh, uh, checking out these wonderful vendors, um, uh, just displaying their arts and, uh, it's, it's lovely. There's, there's, uh, a lot to love here, so.
3: Have you had a favorite bite today?
4: Uh, I haven't. I'm looking forward to, uh, visiting a friend of mine, the Baconer, um, shamelessly plug, uh, for the, uh, the Baconer there, but.
1: Now, your outer lens is located in kind of a not-so-often-visited neighborhood of San Francisco, right? Right by the ocean?
4: Yes, out there by the ocean, very tranquil, but uh, uh, yes, not not too uh, often
1: visited. And uh, it's very successful. I mean, we were there. Lunch, it was packed. It's the waiters and waitresses the door. were like, it's always packed. I mean, line it's out really the door. Great. It's, it's a great. It's a great place. A lot we kind of
3: kinda knew a guy who got us a table, so we uh, cut the line. It, it really <laughs> helps
1: the stereotype of building San Francisco up in my mind. There's like seagulls eating you know, the carcasses of rats outside. You know, you feel really connected to the sea. No, no, <laughs> cut that out. So, I thought uh, you were going to
3: say you know, the, the best pork fat you ever I don't ever know got. what they
1: would eat on the street. I'm not from here. <laughs> So um, we wanted to ask you, so Meghan Markle, she's been taken Duchess of Sussex. She's been taking a real beating from the press. You know, perhaps unfairly, they've accused her of being a social climber. She's like, I'm not at all. You know, Prince Harry has not responded. <laughs> uh, you know, but we're big fans of, of Meghan Markle and all she's gone through. So tell us, uh, if you had to tell her a single dish to present to the English people as a peace offering, what dish would you pick? It's like about comfort and peace and community and olive branches. Olive branches. A single uh, dish hmm. that could immediately remedy you know, the situation. W- would it? Would it be
4: German, uh, English inspired? Would it be a? a mix two? I, I don't know. She's American. Uh, maybe some uh, yeah, some Spetzel with uh, uh, some sort of a uh, uh, English cased sausage or something like that. You know, I don't know. That, that would give, that would give the uh, the both of like German, you know, the of uh, German. No community. Angela, Angela Merkel, I'm thinking about the wrong Merkel. Oh, Meghan oh, Merkel. she's the
3: American so actress who married uh, right, Prince, Prince Harry, I, and they're pregnant. Oh. She's pregnant with her first it. child.
1: Everybody always picks a German dish as an olive branch. <laughs> What's nicer than, of course, the German dish? I, you know, I'm thinking of Angela Merkel, not Meghan
4: Merkel.
3: Markle, Markle, that's okay. Marco, Merkel. Well, we'll just have to get you the right. latest yeah,
4: copy of People Magazine. your answer? <laughs> I'll leave it the same. I, I, th- I think that they would enjoy that,
5: too.
1: Well, the dumpling is probably the most common food in the world. Every single culture has it. There's something porridge about it. I you don't know? think
3: Patrick's had spätzle. That's not a dumpling. It looks like pasta. It looks like
1: a gnocchi, but it's a form of dumpling in a sauce. Is it? Yeah, it's a potato All right, I'll, I'll defer yeah.
3: to the chef's here. <laughs> potato
1: pasta. Sorry, you lose. We're going to talk about this afterwards in the green room. Yes, there
3: will be a, a debrief, a post-mortem.
1: So anyway, so, uh, well, the person before you said, like, this Puerto Rican-inspired kind of dish. And oh, so wow, it was right. a both comfort yeah. food. So yeah. we know she's listening. And, uh, you know, thanks for giving her some yeah, good absolutely. advice on our show. You're, you're welcome, Angela and, and Megan.
5: <laughs>
1: and thanks for uh, keeping us part of the system. Uh, you know, it's really great for us. You got to come out visit the farms. For sure. Thank you. Thanks, Chef.
3: At the main course OG from uh, Good Food Mercantile. We have Allison Block here. We'd like your professional opinion as an English teacher in the 12th grade here in San Francisco.
1: Well, if the class turns on you and you come home to Nick and I'm like, you're like, I've lost my class. They don't listen anymore. And, And he was like, Let me, you know, what would be the food, the olive branch, to win the class back, to be under your thumb again? you know, and you get them back, what would be the dish that you give them?
6: I, unfortunately, I went vegan recently, so there's not... It wouldn't not, be meat. It wouldn't... Well, I think it would be something cheese-based. I'd, I'd give up the veganism to win them back over, but I think so mac and cheese. So fondue, and are you saying I a simple mac fondue?
1: And no, mac I mean, and simple mac
6: and cheese, I think, mm-hmm. is wins it's anyone over.
1: Especially the warm, crusty part. Food.
6: Yes, yes. So anyway,
1: you do amazing work. Can I just ask what some of the books are that you've assigned your class, uh, Uh, senior class this year for English?
6: Uh, Right now it's Into the Wild, which is one of my favorite books. um, Chris McCandless going up and taking his trip across the United States up to Alaska. And then unfortunately. What were some of your favorite parts
1: of that book? Like why is that book? poignant to you.
6: I I think what that book inspires, I mean, kids more than, well, well, me when I was younger and I read it, but I think it inspires kids to live a life that is maybe on the fringes of what is considered to be conventional life or within a certain scripted um, existence, like you do this and then you go to college and then you get married and then you move here and then you do this. So it, It lets them know that there are other ways that one can exist outside of the conventional.
1: And can you burst the bubble on the classic, like every uh, classic that people talk about, but it's really just a terrible book? Catcher can in the you, Rye. Oh, Catcher in the Rye. It's wow, I can't believe you and had an was. answer might so have forth. He just burst, uh, Patrick's bubble. And,
6: <laughs> and he was I not see, very I nice to women a little what I heard.
1: Oh, well, in real life, yes. <laughs> yeah,
6: well, and it's terribly written.
1: <laughs> oh, even the character? Oh, no. That means it's a really bad person when his characters are terrible, people.
6: Everything's terrible. Salinger and everything. Patrick likes to kill a mockingbird.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Atticus, that is a very highly reputed play starring Jeff Daniels on Broadway. Really? And it's done by a famous director who has made other films with him, Aaron Sorkin. Oh, nice. And it is like being sponsored on my Instagram, CBS. Didn't you just buy tickets? It's an anti Trump message. It's a message that's basically we have to extend olive branches, we have to put ourselves in their shoes kind of thing and that we need that today during these difficult times but well, anyway thanks for being on thank you so what was it that it was cheese you went cheese
6: i went cheese i went mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese she went mac <laughs> and cheese final answer thanks final for joining answer. us thank thank
3: Next guest with us is Deborah Dickerson of Tamales Bay Foods, a very good friend of ours. Hello, Deborah.
7: Hello! How's
3: Thanks everything going? On.
7: I can't tell you how happy I'm to be here. How can you do better than this with all this phenomenal food? Filled with food and friends. It's better than a cocktail party.
1: The bite that blew your mind the most, just a bite that surprised you. Not necessarily the best in show, but just a bite that was like an epiphany. If you do you have a story?
7: Elevation meets basque dry cured salami. I just tried it. With espalette, right? Oh God, I'll and be so right back. I'm going to go. Oh, <laughs> it's, get me a piece too. It's one of those that I love food that makes you stop talking and it's a very subtle bit of espalette in the back of this perfectly ground dry cured salami and it creeps up in you. So in the middle of your sentence, you stop and say, oh, What's that? Patrick, you delightful. have to keep
3: that at the office so I don't talk anymore. Espelette?
1: Just,
7: she just said,
3: it makes you stop talking. It's, it, yeah. it, it quiets <laughs> you. We want you
1: to talk more.
3: Yeah, sure. <laughs> he says that now.
1: So tell us, uh, who are you, Deborah? For people who don't know your stellar reputation, how do you like to describe yourself these days?
7: A woman who eats lots of cheese. Um, I have the pleasure of uh, running the wholesale department at Tamales Bay Foods. And we sell amazing uh, small production cheeses and charcuterie and also um, condiments that go, everything has to go with cheese. And then we sell our old cowgirl creamery.
1: Which is, uh, you know, such a historic business in this country. It's also great to see Peggy and Sue still at it every day oh man you are caring. just not
7: kidding i still have to run to keep up with them
1: yeah yeah amazing and you have your beautiful new facility we i do? felt i had gotten gone into the future when i went there you know it looked so futuristic i felt like i was in a star wars that, you know video it, well
7: that's because you were in the wharf where we were subterranean in the sales office and cinder blocks yeah, for exactly. so many years it's all relative we're very fortunate
1: so we have a very time-sensitive question for you. I'm uh, ready. Meghan Markle is under assault, you know, and maybe something by the press in England. Some some of it might be true, but also it's tough to be in her position. You know, she's obviously a good person. Prince Harry loves her, and she's a real rock for him. And so, what would you advise her if she had to like cook a single dish that all English people were going to eat? Basically, the royal family was going to pay for the Duchess of Sussex but it does to not serve have a dish. A, it
3: does not have to be English. Oh yeah, it, it, we want to clarify. One vegetarian it,
1: option, one meat option. This would be the single thing that, when every English person tasted, including the press, they will change their perception of her.
7: Can I just say, if I lived in England and Brexit was looming over my head, I would try to find something else to talk about too. But to your question, I would. Cook an amazing macaroni and cheese. Oh. An amazing macaroni and cheese. And I'd serve it with a little side salad, but I'd make sure that it had incredibly well-buttered and crunchy bread crumbs on top.
8: Fantastic.
3: Do you have a bread purveyor of choice for that mac and cheese? A favorite here Who's in the Bay the
1: Area? is the best bread here? I mean, there must be two or three that compete, but...
7: Oh man. Is it
1: still Acme? and Acme. Sarah?
7: We are so blessed. We have so many. I like Firebrand too. Firebrand is fantastic. And there's a small uh, bakery in my town of Petaluma that is called Della Fattoria, and they do amazing bread. So I'm, I'm very so, spoiled. I don't have to pick one. I can pick many.
1: I'm so sad. Shed is closing. That oh. was a temple to merchants. That was a cathedral, you it know, was. I mean, it was almost too shiny and beautiful, but it was uh, sad to see it go. Not I wish t- someone would have saved it with all the money going around in Silicon Valley and Seattle and Oregon. Is someone
7: taking it over? I, I don't know the, the intimate details, but I do know that the building is way too beautiful and way too environmentally friendly. To not be.
1: To utilize, yeah. Yeah, brought
7: into something else. And they're going to continue to do mail orders so they're not gone completely.
1: Well, thanks for being on.
7: My pleasure. Nice to see you guys. Thanks, everyone. Have fun.
1: Welcome, Steven Rosenberg of Liberty Heights Fresh. Thanks for being on the main course OG at the Good Food
8: Awards. It's my pleasure.
1: So, can you give us a little history of your career including your work at Liberty Heights Fresh?
8: Oh my, and, and how much time? 3 minutes. 3, minute in three minutes. Two well, minutes. you know, I I was born and raised on a 400-acre fruit and vegetable farm in Southwest Michigan. Okay. I have scars to prove it. I cut off my f- thumb in the packing Shit. house. That looks terrible. When I was two everybody. and a half. And, um,
3: this is radio, not TV. Thank I God. See you. And, uh, I, I my can, mother
1: couldn't stomach that. I no, can think
8: can. of no sexier place to be than an orchard when the fruit is ripening. Okay. And, um, and red delicious is only good for firewood. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in my career, I, you know, I studied ag econ and went to work for a big company where I learned how not to do business, but they sent me to Salt Lake City and in Salt Lake City, there was nothing good to eat. And I've Feel like I've been a part of changing that. Were you one
1: of the first early sustainably-minded food sources in Salt Lake City when you opened 15 years ago? Well, my friend
8: ago? Peter Cole, who founded uh, Squatters Brewery, said, "Stephen, sometimes pioneers get arrowheads. <laughs> uh, we were the pioneer. We we were the we were the place where the good food movement was reborn in Salt Lake City.
3: And what is your business like today? Um, it's
8: really it's a challenge. Uh, people chase cheap." People are spending too much money on their prescription drugs to feed, them, feed their soul with, with sustenance that makes them happy inside and out. And uh, we have an epi- opioid epidemic to prove it. It is
1: such an interesting—Salt uh, Lake City holds such an interesting spot, I think, in Americans' minds. You know, it's not viewed as a pleasure— area you know as much and yet it's got great restaurants and their choir is like the best most soulful choir of all time.
3: I am also someone who likes to ski and it is very well located to many ski mountains so I think it is pleasurable. It's very pleasurable. pleasurable.
1: So let's launch the question.
3: So we are asking everyone the same question today. We are uh, we're big fans of Meghan Markle the the new uh, duchess who is married to Prince Harry. She's currently pregnant and she's been having some issues with the royal family. She's not everybody's favorite. So we if you were to uh, create a dish or inspire her to create a dish that would sort of, uh, I don't know, appease everyone, bring everyone together, be a peace offering of
1: sorts, what what would you now, advise? This has to be something that can be made and served well, to all uh, English people you know, within an hour. I think the English, hour, what, what the English
8: some. really need, is an open-faced sandwich.
1: Why they close all their sandwiches?
8: Everything's got everything's between two slices of bread and they need to open it up. You know, you know They're too uptight.
1: It's like an olive branch to the world. They need to learn to
8: you know They need to learn to drink things other than hard cider You know from from Nottinghamshire
3: Any particular ingredients on this open-faced sandwich? Um,
8: Yeah, they they need uh, Well, you know the condiments you know, they need a strong horseradishy mustard. Yes, they need a little sweet pimentone. So a little elixir,
1: a little spice. A little
8: extra virgin olive oil to get some of that Mediterranean that they all leave the country to go get. They need to bring some home.
1: I have a great uh, friend in the food industry, Steve Jenkins. Sure. Who started I know Jenkins. Milk. His olive oil is phenomenal. Yeah. Olive oil Jones. Out of huge.
8: Hey, I got to tell you that if you go uh, 70 miles northwest of where we're sitting, you're going to get great extra virgin olive oil. It grows here, but um, you know, uh, I, I would I would make it a vegan sandwich because I think they they're, right. they're plugged up cut, with a little too much. Cut, uh, cut it up. We would like we would, we would like vegan? a porchetta what? on that. This we would like a, a slice of No, I would do uh, no, I would do uh, all kind You know, I would do watermelon radishes and uh, and uh, roasted cauliflower. I would you know I would make a great taco. Only I'd put it between. Two slices or on one slice of bread, an open faced sandwich.
1: It is, it's like a, a handout to the world, you know, for yeah. peace and understanding. Well, yeah. thanks so much for being on, Stephen. Uh, congratulations. How many years has it been, Liberty Heights Fresh?
8: We're in 26. 26
1: years. Mazel tough. Ah, I'm you. sure you'll hear that again in Salt Lake City.
8: All right. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for coming so to San Francisco.
5: Thank you.
3: We're back and we have uh, Sarah Mossbacker with us. Did I say it correctly? That's how I've been saying it. So it's funny. I've known Sarah for many, many years. I grew up with her sister in New York City and I've always called you guys Mossbacker. How do I say your last name? Oh,
9: well, Sounds like they hoard uh, moss. If
3: you say Mossbacher, I say Mossbacher. This is the American
9: bastardization of my name. Okay. Um, if you wanted to be more uh, authentic, you would say something more Germanic sounding like Mossbacher. Huh. Or you could like cut the middle and say uh, just Mossbacher. Some people say Mozbacher. So
1: was she saying it right or wrong?
3: You were saying it right. I okay. said it right. She was giving me an eye,
9: to like you. I had it all
1: wrong. God, I wouldn't want this show to take a negative turn.
3: So Sarah is joining us from Republic Restoratives in DC. Will you tell us a little bit about what that is, yes. what you're doing here today? Yes. Uh,
9: Republic Restoratives is DC's uh, first women-owned and operated distillery. Um, it is actually one of very few in the country. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to reveal too much, but we uh, we women uh, distillery owners just sort of officially really found each other in the past month. Um, the wonderful women from Pomp and Whimsy made the effort to find the contact information for every female-owned distillery in the country and got us all on an email. Wow. And
1: Wine copied or? <laughs> no. no that's, that's a way to start a movement. You uh, let everyone there know are,
9: I mean, there are very few of us. So small community, it was really awesome. And um, without saying too much more, this is going to be the year we're going to... 2019. Uh, I'm really excited. They are all getting together in person. Almost every single person is making the trip to San Francisco in I think it's one or two weeks just because there are so few of us and everyone was so excited to find each other.
1: Is there a trend or a theme or a trajectory that you would say unites some or most of these women-based distilleries, like in terms of flavor characteristics or how a business is run, or do you think it's just the same? Oh, that's
9: a great question. Um, Flavor, taste, production-wise, I don't know yet, and I think that's part of why it's so exciting to get together because, you know, you kind of hear like, in different pockets, like, oh, hey, we're not the only women-owned distillery, but frankly, because of the distribution system, we can't get most of these people's products. Or you would have to really hunt and try to find someone to ship it to you um, because of blue laws. So this is, among other things, a really cool opportunity to, like, start being able to swap not just product but information and hopefully start a thing. it's a resource
3: network and it sounds like you're not necessarily in competition with each other it's uh this more of a collaboration yeah and i would say so
9: from the non-production side from like the soft side that's totally a part of it as well which is like the collaborative effort i find that women are slightly more inclined to work collaboratively um to be more sympathetic to personal issues um and the challenges of being a woman in business any any kind of business like yes distilling is male dominated but like being a woman in the world it's just a different experience
1: very nice well you know there's one woman who's really taken a beating in the press uh megan markle uh prince harry's wife you know probably a lot of it is unfounded and just misunderstood and and you know they don't like that she's american you know oh yeah you know african-american right so i mean and you an know, actress a lot of ways, someone
9: who worked
1: who's had a sex before,
9: and so, a gaudy american
1: so if she needed to serve one dish to all english people as a peace offering as an olive branch as a thing that the first bite the second it touches their mouth they will immediately understand that she's a good person and come to love her what would you have that dish be
3: or let me guess, do you get her drunk first? Or get them drunk <laughs> first? Oh no, you can
1: have an alcohol too, which we have should specified. Could you get the our previous guest?
3: Yes, we're gonna bring back everybody from the previous
9: interview. <laughs> no, no, yeah.
1: An alcohol <laughs> and a thing, yes. An
3: alcohol and a thing.
9: Um well, I'm not sure if whether or not you want to highlight—not you personally, but if, Megan. if if Megan, if our friend Megan, wants to highlight She's her listening. Americanness or not. Hi, Megan. <laughs> so exciting to talk to you. Um, I. Would say for a drink, uh, you know, don't tell the bosses, but I'm partial to cider. Okay. And it is very, very American. That is a
1: thing that unites England and the U.S. is the apple. I feel
9: like there's a little bit of a bridge there. Okay. Um, and so would you
1: serve it with an English apple?
9: Mm, this is a good question. I hadn't really thought about it.
1: I think maybe a blend, but like 90% of it is English and 10% is American.
9: Uh, or maybe it's a... Uh, Maybe there's some cider making techniques that we could do a little mashup on. I don't know enough about making cider. So what's the dish
1: or ingredient? It could be a single thing you've tasted at the Good Food Awards.
9: Oh, that's a good. A single one. bite. Maybe
1: it's just a bite. That All right, gets. I'm
9: going to, I'm totally rogue on this. This has nothing to do with the Good Food Awards. I find uh, a roast chicken to be the great equalizer and one of the most like what? heart felt. Uh, and warming emotionally things.
3: I think Europeans would agree with that. And then the
9: bones become
1: brodo which is the most nourishing probably dish of all time. A little chicken stock clear soup. Right, Megan.
3: Cider and a roast chicken and you really could use the cider as a marinade for that so, chicken. So,
1: Megan, just for your meat calculations, that's about a quarter-sized chicken, a quarter chicken for kids, half chicken for...
3: It can be purchased at heritagefoods.com, yes. Frank Reese's...
9: Uh, yeah,
1: so you're looking at how many inhabitants are there in England? She's probably looking <laughs> at four, three million chickens, four she um, needs.
9: If she is also hosting my uh, husband-to-be and Republic Restoratives current distiller, it would be one chicken per person. He thinks a single chicken is one serving.
1: Meghan Markle hates you. She's like, couldn't she have said chicken (laughs) salad? That's just a little... That's
9: the beautiful thing about a chicken. It can become so many things. I love chicken salad. I also think there's something really humanizing about eating things off a bone with other people. It's messy and... um, Well, thanks for being on. That's a great
1: answer.
2: Oh, Thanks, nice Sarah. We hope guys. to see you soon in New York. Bye. Bye.
1: So uh, we're back at the main course, OG, broadcasting live, uh, which won't be live after you listen to it probably, but uh, at the Good Food Awards we are here with Laura Di Oliveira. Di Oliveira. All right, Di Oliveira. So, uh, you're involved with good food. So, I posted a very <laughs> well renowned, at this point, I think it's safe to say, Instagram that said the most terror. it shows a picture of a shark, basically a metal shark with all these sharp edges. And I, I wrote, Most Terrifying Good Food Nation Award, the fish category, sharp, because it was terrifying. Like, uh, they were like, everyone, I was like, they're going to, Bleed like it's gonna. They're very sharp. Very
3: sharp metals. Sharper than the cleaver. I wake up to
1: this comment. That metal could definitely be used as a shiv in a precarious situation. (laughs) And I later found out that was you who responded that. So what's your role at Good Food?
7: I am the
5: uh, Instagram response. (laughs) Uh, Besides smartass, um, I am the uh, community manager. So I work with all the crafters. Um, I have a really fond appreciation. I graduated from the CIA. Um, I went to the University of Gastronomic Sciences in Bra, Italy last year. Um, so I have a really big passion for producers, obviously creating tasty, authentic, responsible food. Um, and so I help curate, I help all the, the crafters try to have an enjoyable show, an enjoyable experience at the Good Meaning Computer the Awards.
1: hotels and the planes, or yes. meaning the uh, arena?
5: Anything. I mean, it, whether or not how they set up their booth, any questions about showing at the mercantile, what they should expect at the ceremony, what should they bring, how much quantity. So anything that they really need to feel comfortable um, and enjoy enjoy the weekend.
1: When all is said and done, this is a hard question. How many people does Good Food Nation have like a meaningful relationship with, either a business one or their award winner or thing like in a year? So the foundation you're saying outside
3: this, of the awards as uh, a whole?
1: The immediate family of the Good Food Awards, uh, seven, eight, 10,000 people, probably all the little farms. Not everyone comes, but they get the award, yeah. the workers, uh, it's actually, the building people. It's
5: one of the things that's really hard to say because we, we are a not for profit and a lot of our stuff is done bootstrap and we try it because obviously we, we really want to make the experience affordable. And that's why a lot of people come here rather than fancy food, because it's, it's more of an intimate setting. It's, an, it's to actually allow producers that are small to participate. And so um, we, we don't have a lot of um, data or statistics. Uh, Sarah can, Sarah Wiener Let's obviously- Let's just say a million. Let's say a million.
1: Okay. <laughs> so we have one question for you.
3: We have a very important question for you today. Oh, we, are, uh, we are big fans of Meghan Markle.
1: Who's you know married her? to Prince no. Harry, Duchess of no. Sussex.
3: I mean, when Do you, you know say, her? You have to say the Duchess but yes. Oh, I, <laughs> I must call her the Duchess. No, no, no! How
5: I don't. Dare you. Just based call on her, her, name, her name, name alone, I don't know who she is. Ah, but then when well, you put like a former actress, I
3: yes. used to watch her on the show Suits on USA. Uh, I, I, I was a fan, yes. um, and now she is married to Prince Harry and pregnant with their first twins. child. Twins. Is it twins? Yes. Oh, no. Patrick. <laughs> Is a big fan of gossip magazines. He reads them on the plane. Don't tell him I told you. But, uh, but uh, anyway, it's not all
1: pleasant out there in Camelot.
3: She's been receiving a lot of pushback, you know, sort of from the press and from the royal family, it seems. We are Apparently. asking everyone if, she, if you were to uh, in- encourage her or inspire her or suggest, what dish would you tell her to create that would uh, bring everyone together? It would be a peace offering. Of Every sort, English person would eat this strong dish for at the, the
1: community. same time. Even accounting for um, daylight savings and time
5: zones, I have I have one answer, and I would just suggest that she um, bring a really nice, maybe like Long Meadow Ranch olive oil, and tell them to uh, apply that to their body and lubricate themselves with it, and and eat away. Wow. Yes, best answer. That's
1: that just beat mac and cheese <laughs> by a lot. I like that. There's yes. also, you have here at the Good Food Nations, a hemp oil lady based oh, out yeah, of yeah. Long Island City. Yes. And she says it, it's great for skin care as well. Well, maybe
3: that one. Didn't you notice Patrick's really shiny
5: right now? Oh, did you I put know. it on your face?
1: I actually, a little bit excretes right here behind my ear. And so you might see something Maybe dripping. it'll
5: actually glow down there. So it'll yes. be a really good, the hemp oil.
1: Well, thanks so much for being on. And uh, we hope, uh, wish you great success. This is a great event.
5: Thank you very much. Thanks, Pleasure. Laura. Pleasure. <laughs>
3: So we're here uh, with Madeline Fies, who is uh, part of the Good Food Foundation, and you said that you are doing a community outreach? Yeah, outreach and communications, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about your experience so far this weekend and putting on a show like this. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we spent a lot
10: of time planning it, and so to see it all come together has been a really great experience, and it's all gone really well and been a lot of fun, so yeah.
1: Tell us something stressful that happened.
10: Hmm. Someone's chocolate was melting because they were in the sun, and so we moved them into another location and called a deep freezer uh,
2: and
1: tried (laughs) to bring it back to life.
10: Yeah, yeah. Maybe they would develop a new product.
1: (laughs) Hot chocolate. Yeah. So, um... We, uh, is that your full-time job, Good Food Nations? Yes. And yeah. you uh, live in Portland or in San Francisco? Because Sarah recently moved to Portland, right?
10: Oh, yeah. The rest of the team is still here in San Francisco. Where's the office?
1: Is there an it's office?
10: It's in Fort Mason. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we have a pretty Where view. Where
3: this event used to be, although I, ki- I quite like this new venue at the Metreon. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's yeah. cold and robotic and futuristic, but <laughs> super professional. You know, it's not like in a barn or something. This is like True. a nice event True. center. It means yeah. you've reached the big time. <laughs>
10: Well, we will be at Fort Mason tomorrow, though. So. Well, you're not
1: the only one to reach the big time. Meghan Markle has also ascended the social ladder, really, of the world, but certainly of England. And she's taking a, a beating from the press. I mean, they are really being tough on her. You know, we who love her think it's a little bit because she's an American. She, You know, a strong woman, you know. So we were gonna ask you if you could create a dish for her, you were like her social coordinator, and this dish, would she would eat it with the family, but also all English people would be given a free main course, or appetizer, or dessert, whatever, from the royal family, and they would all eat it together. And that this dish that she creates is supposed to mend fences and breed love and community, which are themes of the Good Food Nation.
10: I would would go with the Stonecutter Gin, and the Vicario Tarragon liqueur, liqueur and make a cocktail and everyone can enjoy it together. Get them drunk. There, finally out someone out said it. at the Stonecutter booth right now. I think I'm going to uh, beeline for that. As soon yeah. As we-
1: Smart. You're the first person that, that, that just named the liquor. <laughs> you did not start with it. I anything. think it's
3: wise. <laughs> if Megan is pregnant, she wouldn't be able to enjoy it, but everyone else would be drunk.
1: Oh food? no, that's all. That's, Just that. That's oh, what wow. it would be. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be some people showing up late for work the next day. That's yeah, for sure.
3: totally. <laughs> well, well, thank, thank you. you so much, Madeline, for joining thank us. Thank you.
1: We're so happy to have you on, Daniel, Daniel Sklar. Sklar. Sklaw. I'm
11: so happy to be here
1: as Daniel Sklaw. Yes.
3: Fine and Raw, you are our a great neighbor job. in Bushwick on Siegel Street, and yes. we love seeing you here in San Francisco. You
1: make some of the country's most in- interesting chocolates. I think we saw your chocolate at a couple places, the Byrights. Byright yesterday. Both of uh, them. Yes,
11: the famous Byrights.
1: How do you ship chocolate, just with ice packs or dry ice?
11: Uh, so in the winter, no problems. You just ship it regular, and then in the summer, do insulation and ice packs.
1: Insulation, do you lose business in the summer because people are nervous to take full cases from you, FedEx?
11: No. no. Uh, Summer, we have other problems. Everyone's trying to get their, like, beach bodies on, so they frown on chocolate. And then as soon as the weather gets cold, then the emotion turns completely and they need comfort and chocolate. Like, although our chocolate, uh, people who eat our chocolate are pretty regular throughout the whole year because it's more of a a lifestyle chocolate. It's It's not...
1: Can you give us, in in this backdrop of Good Food Awards, uh, a state of the American chocolate industry in, like, under a minute? Like, where does it stand? Is it strong? Is it weak? Uh, Who dominates it? But firstly, I like this under
11: a minute thing. I like the whole boomerang thing and the whole, um, like, Instagram. I only have 30 seconds worthy of intelligence to share, which probably— Thanks for being on, Daniel. You're (laughs) out of time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what uh so the american chocolate the craft chocolate market's observations exploded. that you, you uh make- so so many people um very experimental but it's i the chocolate is art just um and um uh so i think there's a there's a big divide between uh hobbyists and artists and um uh by right now the market's being bombarded by both so you just have to you just have to figure out who are the artists and who who are the hobbyists
3: is that shown really by kind of who lasts uh, and it who is ch- ch- on no. the shelves for more than uh you know No I mean months? well yeah is it?
1: machinery ingredients uh, what is it um uh, a I see yeah Ça Ça secret secret sauce That's That's that. <laughs> 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 secret terroir.
11: yeah uh, it's it's everything you know uh is a uh, sourcing relationships to your your farmers uh your techniques um yeah the the flavor development the conching, the roasting the uh the the recipe formulation the heart the passion the blood the sweat the tears
1: i asked my friend renato i was like uh, he studied with all the great pasta makers of italy i'm like can you define that little essence and he thought about it for a second and said but sometimes, if you thought it was a little dry, it'd open the window a little bit, and the front door, just so there could be a little airflow. And I'm yeah. like, that's good. Uh-huh. That, that, that's a nugget of it. Well, we're so happy we have a current event question to ask you, Emily.
3: Yes. Oh. We would like to know, are you familiar with Meghan Markle? She's married to Prince Harry. Oh, uh, yes. They live in England. She's yes. pregnant. She's yeah. listening. She's also called the the, Sus- uh, the Duchess uh, of Sussex.
1: Duchess of Sussex. Duchess. How dare you call oh, her a Duchess? No, Duchess. We have to the edit Duchess, that out. We could um, lose our license for that word. Sussex.
3: Anyway, I got you back, to one. She's been uh, getting some flack in the press recently, oh. and we are are asking everyone if you were to uh, in, tell her or advise her as to what dish. Or what bite, or what drink, or what chocolate, as you wish, to make to sort of uh, she would appease be serving, the masses. Yes.
1: She would be serving this to every English person. So every English person, oh, at every the same English time person, at the dinner. You know, something. something. It may uh, be
3: high-level English people, but anyway, what would you tell her to serve to sort of uh, uh, I, she, extend she, an olive branch?
11: Uh, oh yeah, to, uh, um, to British people. Um, I feel like it should be something with like a soccer logo on it because British people don't really care about food as much as soccer.
1: Thinking design packaging. Yeah. I so like
11: it.
3: your new chocolate bar is going to have a soccer ball on it? Oh uh, yeah,
11: no Or complaint. a player. And so, okay. and a and what a food would a it be? Tiara.
1: Tiara. What food would it be? How what what can you shape into a soccer ball that says peace, community, olive branch, love, understanding, patience, diversity?
11: Wow. Okay. How about? I mean, if we're gonna, you know, I, th- I think she needs to wow the crowds as well. So let's just go back to the pasta maker, and have a a formed pasta, like a pasta chocolate emulsion that you can form into a soccer ball.
6: <laughs>
1: Pop it in your mouth. Although, although, Bite size. Although oh. that
11: might it might send the wrong message because then the pasta could be viewed as too Italian, and then and then she'll open up a whole new can of worms and. Um, I, I don't know, maybe like bangers and mash emulsion formed into a soccer ball. That's
1: All right. Nice. I like this. And you
3: heard it here. Watch People Magazine. I,
1: from one to 10, this. I would give that answer a goal. <laughs> goal go, 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 <laughs> go. Thanks for being on, Daniel. Thank
3: you, Daniel Sklar, for being with us.
1: Pleasure, thank you.
3: This would not be uh, an official trip to San Francisco without Patrick and Emily of the main course traveling with Cesare Casella. Cesare, welcome.
1: Grazie. Welcome. We're a big fan. Of, of, of people, like, if you could judge how much tetwar someone has, it's like coming out of your nose. You're like runny-nosed tetwar. You know how to do so many things. You know so much about the seasons, about culture in general. You know, I'm mean, really one of a kind. Cesare Casella, thanks for being on. Why you say that because I have a big nose? No, (laughs) stop. I thought you
3: were going to say there's rosemary coming out of his uh, big Italian nose.
1: So, Cesare, I look forward to asking this question. We've been asking everybody, what is a dish that says peace and community and culture and nourishment? A single dish and a single bite. We've asked this, like, if the teacher was fighting with her students, what would she serve? If Meghan Markle was fighting with the English people, what would be the dish she served? So what would be the dish for the world? Beans and oil. Beans and oil? Because the beans is a piece, how they grow, growing, how you harvest. The oil is a, think of the olive tree, think of the olive, how much is a piece? If uh, you want to uh, symbolize the piece, you see the, the branch, the olive. How beautiful. I'll tell you, you know how you know is a great guy? Kat, you're working behind the scenes. Thanks for doing this. For YouTube for Posterity, we said a plate, a dish, or an ingredient. And he answered one for both, basically. He went ingredient, that's beans very and oil.
3: I mean, that's very Tuscan of it you. It shows sub-
1: subversive. You know, you don't need a big complicated dish. You need a single thing bathed with a touch. What of What is, is the
3: quote oil. from Leonardo uh, da Vinci at the end of your email? Simplicity is the, isn't it? Isn't that the lo- quote? Lo- at math the, end? the
1: sophistication.
3: Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication.
1: Fantastic, and we love Carlo's one uh, identity. Like taste has no. Quality, unless there's difference or something like that. So, I have one important terrible. thing to add I before we sign right. off
3: the show from the mercantile. Cesare Casella is uh, one of the first wave of HRN Hall of Fame inductees. Congratulations. Top 500. Uh,
1: thank you.
3: So, uh, he was officially uh, a nominated and an inducted, I believe, uh, just this. Just, just the other day?
1: I keep it the letter in the, my heart, in my left side. Cat, yeah, that would be really funny. For Rose the Mary. 15th, we could look back at the 10th Hall of Fame, and we're like, coming in at 186. Cesare Cazella. born in Tuscany. His mother didn't think much of him, but he had a spark in his eye, and he learned the craft of gastronomy, moved to America, won a Michelin star. Cesare Cazella, number 168.
3: Now makes prosciutto, and his face is on the side of the box. Anyway, Cesare, thank you for traveling with us as always. Thank you. Thank
7: you. Bye.